Well, who's got the fire then? Who has the fire? So I want to say we're not going to wait till 2020. If you missed out on this week, you're going to receive the fire tonight because there's a lot of screamers out here that they say they've got the fire. And so we're going to find out if they have the fire or not because they'll lay hands on you and we'll see if any of this stuff really works. Oh, that was a little less of a scream. Amen. Amen. Because if we've got the fire, then we need to keep stoking that fire. Amen. We need to keep stoking it because God wants to do something in our lives that uh, maybe we've never, ever dreamed of before. Amen. Because we're living in great days. Um, however, where you feel, we're living in great days as far as what the Lord is saying, and we're going to see some great things. We love going to the nations, and um, this is my wife, Yvonne, by the way. Stand up, Yvonne. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Give a wave. We've been married for 47 years before you were all born. <laughs> and she still lives with me. Praise God. We're just thankful for that. Okay, if you want a title for tonight's message, it's going, it's going deeper with God. It's going into that deep water with him. The way of the deep, it's important. Now, when I was uh, just be about two months before my 15th birthday, um, I became a commercial fisherman. I was thrown onto a fishing boat with my dad, my brother, and my cousin because we were trying to find out if, because you could leave school at 15 um, in Scotland back then, and it was to see uh, what I was going to do with my life, okay? Um, so um, I was on this fishing boat, and I ended up being a commercial fisherman for 17 years. Seven of those or eight of those years, I owned my own trawler, and a 70-foot trawler, and we used to work out in the North Sea. That's between Norway and Scotland, okay? Um, and um, we, we, saw God, uh, we saw God do some great things. So we're going to talk tonight out of Luke chapter 5. And in Luke chapter 5, it speaks about fishermen. And so I kind of know what I'm talking about because, you know, when the call of God came, Jesus said this to me, lay down your nets and follow me. Oh, I need another prophecy. No, if Jesus says that to you, surely that's enough. Amen. And then Yvonne gets a word from God. And I remember we sold, I sold my fishing boat and then I was in the ministry. And that happened way, way back in 1981, right? So we've been in the ministry for a long time now, and we just love it, you know? And the thing is, the, the older you get, the younger you get in the spirit, okay? So, um, and that's what I believe. I, I'm, I have no intentions of retiring. We're only going to keep refiring. Um, because that's important for us as we continue on doing what God's called us to do. So at the end of the month, uh, I'm going to go to Mongolia. I'm taking your pastor with me to Mongolia. And then, and then I'm going to hop over uh, to, to Siberia. Yvonne will be there with me. We're going to be doing a wedding. I'm going to be doing a wedding there. I'm going to be part of it anyway. And then that's two of the churches that, you know, 
Jimmy Seibert really loves me. He gave me responsibility for Siberia and Mongolia. <laughs> in the cold. I tried to, I tried to get to Hawaii, but fall on, fell on deaf ears. <laughs> We're still working on that one, okay? But... Um, it's just such a joy to serve Jesus, you know, and um, I, I'm 70 years old. Now, don't gasp. Don't take all the breath out of the room, okay? I know it's hard to believe, but I am. And I mean, I can't even believe that. But, you know, I remember saying to my church two years ago, I said to them, um, that I'm not going to be your pastor when I'm 70. We're going to the nations. Well, if we don't go to the nations, you'll have to go. And if you don't go, we'll have to keep going. Amen? Because it's important. That's what Jesus wants us to do with our lives. And through our vocations and through the various things that we do, he wants to use you and he wants to use me. If he can find me in a little fishing village in the northeast of Scotland, he'll going to find you sitting in this room tonight because he wants to do something special in your life sitting on the, nearly the end of that, that seat. He loves you so much. He really does. And I really do believe God's got a word for you tonight. And I would like to give you that word at the end. Amen. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Anyway, so we're going to look at the word of God here. And we're going to look at uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was as the multitude pressed about Jesus to hear the word of God that he stood as he stood, that he stood by the lake Gennesaret. He saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked them to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats. So they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And, O oh Lord, um, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and, so and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed Jesus. Amen. And, you know, it's. It's into the deep. You see, for Jesus, you know, well, this is the third encounter that, G, that Peter has with Jesus. Um, we, we can, you can find that in the scripture. The first one was in John chapter 1, verse 35. The second one was in Matthew 4. And then Luke 5 is another. So the, there was a relationship already be, had be, begun to be established as Jesus came along the beach that day. There were pressing into them, into him to, to hear the word of God. It says in verse 3 that he taught them the word of God. And then as at verse 5, it says, um, 
Peter says, it's at your word. At your word, I'll let down the nets. So the word is always important. It's always important in our lives. You may have an idea about Jesus, but you've got to get hold of his word. It's so important as you begin to grow as a Christian. Amen? And um, it, it, uh, it's, it, he says to Peter, now put out a little. Just go out a little bit. Now let me show you the scene. I used to be a fisherman, so I know what this is about, okay? So Peter's there. It's the end of the, the night, and it's morning time, and he's washing his nets. He's preparing for the next, next, night, next night's fishing, okay? So now he doesn't take his net and go somewhere else to wash it. He just takes it and he throws it over the, the side of the boat where he's at. And there he is. He's in the water. He's washing his nets. And Jesus says, put the boat out a little. So I don't know how big the boat was, but he pushes it out a little bit. just so that people couldn't touch Jesus because they were pressing in on him. Okay. The, he, he couldn't really move for people. He said, just give me a little room and I'll speak to the crowd. And, and that's what he did. He spoke to the crowd, and, and Peter all the time is washing his nets. Now, nets are important. Don't know if you know about fishing nets, but just look at them um, if you're ever by the sea. Do you know what that is, the sea? I mean, central Texas, hard to... Uh, anyway, you know, just look at a fishing net, and, and, and it's woven together. And the knots have to be properly tied on a fishing net. It's all got to be even. It's very precise science, actually, to make a fishing net. And, and, and all the knot, what the knots represent, it represents the loops all coming together. And that's like our relationships. We need to be tied together in relationships. Because that's the heart of God for us. And we network together as life groups, as, as individuals, to make a big catch. Because that's what we're called to do, to see people's lives change and to get people drawn into the heart of God and to where God wants us to be and wants us to do. Amen? And it's just so cool to be able to do that. And so there's Peter. He's washing his nets. Jesus is teaching Probably maybe from me to you away. You know, he's washing away and Jesus is teaching. Important point to remember in this story. And so he puts out a little. And, um, you know, the thing is here is, you see, here's Peter. It's his business, right? The fishing business. I don't think he was a rich man. I've heard other preachers say he was, but I don't think so. And... And uh, so he's washing his nets, you know. And the thing about Jesus is this. He wants to get into everything, every part of your life, every aspect and every area. So if you own a boat, he wants to be, be in on your boat. If you own a business, any other kind of business, he wants right to be, be right at the heart of it. He wants to be right at the heart of your studies. It's going very quiet in this room. I remember teaching, teaching my kids, hey, you're going to have an exam, right? Remember, the Holy Spirit will bring everything back to memory as you step into that room. We told them to go into the, the room by faith and believe God, amen? 
Got to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to do that, to bring things back. And, and we find that Jesus just comes into Peter's life on this day. He's teaching a crowd, but really who he's trying to get at is Peter. He's trying to get to Peter. He wants to disciple him. He wants to make him become, as it says in Matthew, Matthew's gospel, he says, follow me and I'll make you become. Make you become. Jesus really has you on his heart and he wants to make you become the best that you could be in life. Amen? Do you believe that? And, 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 and that's the heart of God for you and um, the heart of God for me. Your life and work will become his platform for reaching multitudes. Isn't that awesome? Write that down. Your life and work will become Jesus' platform for reaching multitudes. That's what he did in one of the first disciples. He hasn't changed his mind about that. He wants to use you and he wants to use me. And we'll see some great things happen in these days. Put out a little. That's just getting out a little bit. I'll come aboard your, I'll come onto your boat and just you push it out a little bit and I'll change your life. Wow. In other words, if Jesus can just get into your heart a little bit tonight, if you don't know him, or if you've been far away from him, or if you feel you've missed out on this week in some way, just let him in a little bit. And when that light gets in there, bang. That's it. Life changes. The fire begins to burn. Amen? And your life gets changed forever. Don't sound so excited about it then. Oh, the enthusiasm. Over, overwhelming. Hallelujah. I want you to notice verse 4. It says that when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, now launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. I love this part. I could just imagine it. Jesus is sitting there on the boat. You know, he's dismissed the, missed the crowd. You know, he's just told them it's time to go away. And he turns to Peter. He said, now, I've dealt with the crowd, and now I'm coming after you. So I want to teach you a few things. So let's go into the deep water. That's where we learn. If I can get you into deep water, I can change your life. Because that's the heart of God for us. You know, it says in Ezekiel, it says in Ezekiel 47 that we can, you know, the, the river of God, we get in ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and waters to swim in. Amen? And I remember I was meditating on that because we live beside the beach and stuff, you know, and walking, you, you, you know what a beach is? Yeah, yeah, you know what a beach is. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just joking with you, okay? Now, just laugh at my jokes or I'll go home quick. <laughs> right, that's better. So, and, and I remember, you see, call me a prophet, so prophets sometimes do weird things, you know. Now, maybe you've never seen your pastor do this, but it was New Year time and I'm preaching out of uh, going deeper with God, something like that a few years ago. So, my pants were a little wider then. I rolled up my pants up to my knees, and I preached with my pants rolled up to my knees, you see, because I was trying to illustrate something. And, um, and, and the Lord spoke to me, you see, have you ever gone to the beach and you're totally unprepared? No towel, no swimsuit, but you just wanted to be at the beach. 
And then you're walking along the beach and suddenly the water looks so inviting. So we just roll up the pants, but we never go further than the knees. You, you can walk along the beach and see that happening. Inevitably, you're going to get wet because you'll just go too deep anyway. But, um, um, and, and you're up to your knees, but you don't go waist deep or you don't go all the way. You know why? Because you're totally unprepared, right? And I remember the Lord saying to me that if you're only going to go knee deep, you're just playing with me because I want to get you all the way. I want to take you into the deep waters and let you experience the life that I have for you. And the only way you're going to experience it if you come deeper with me. Say that word, deeper. deeper. That's where Jesus wants to take us. Only this half said deeper. Did you say deeper? deeper? Deeper. He wants to take you deeper. And the deeper you go with God, the more that you'll see of the miraculous power that God has. Amen? And so Peter, he, he then responds to, to Jesus. He says, Master, that speaks of relationship. There's already something building. You see, Jesus is not going to take you as a stranger and just blump, dump you somewhere. He's going to want to have a relationship with you. He wants you to have a relationship with him. He wants you to love him. He wants you to know that he loves you. And out of that intimacy of relationship, he'll take you into places that maybe you never ever dreamed that you would go. Amen? Amen. And, and it, it's in that place. So he's got this relational connection with the Lord. We're no strangers to who he is, especially singing the songs we're singing. Amy Carmichael, that, she's a famous missionary from many years ago, went to India and she wrote some hymns and she, she said this. She said, faith is not faith until you live your songs. I'd be careful what I'm singing. Amen. We've got to live our songs. It's great singing them and shouting them, but we've got to live them. You know, the dead begin to rise. Okay, let's go do it then. Amen. The sick get healed. We will do that in a moment. If you're dead, we will raise you from the dead. Okay. Praise God. <laughs> and as we've got that opportunity to work in us and work through us. And Peter said, verse 5, nevertheless, at your word. What had he, had he been listening to? The word. He's washing his nets and he's listening to the word. Nevertheless, as is the New King James Version, nevertheless, at your word. We'll let down our nets. That's amazing for a fisherman to do that because, you see, uh, putting everything, what that nevertheless word means, it means I'm going to put everything else aside. I'm going to put all my pride. I'm going to put all my knowledge. I'm going to put everything else aside. Um, that's all my local knowledge about the sea and everything because I have a lot of experience, you know, you know. Us Christians are never, ever called to live from our experience. We've always got to live by revelation. You know why? Scripture says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, the Holy Spirit says today. Today. Yesterday's word is finished. You hear the word of the Lord today. It's today if you hear his voice. Don't harden your heart as they did in the rebellion. 
amen, in the wilderness. That's a different message altogether. Nevertheless, let's put everything else aside, all that is, all my local knowledge. Um, Jesus, in other words, he said, now this is not my normal course of action because I used to be the captain of a fishing boat. And, um, you know, sometimes um, we wouldn't be catching much fish and, and the crew were all ready to go home and stuff like that. And then I would look at the fish finder and and. And I would see on the bottom of the sea, there was some fish. And I would say to the guys, okay, we're going to do it again. We're going to put this net out. And I was not the most popular of people. I don't know what Peter, I don't know what John was thinking at this time. Could we just go home to bed? That was a great word he just preached. And we'll just go home on the word, will we? No, no, wait a minute. He's telling us to cast the net again. So we're going to do what he says to do. Amen? We're going to do what he says to do. And as you do what Jesus says to do, then you'll find that life will start to open up for you and you'll see, start to see great things happen, like you've done on your, your trip away just the other day, spring break. Amen? Jesus starts to work in and through our lives. It's amazing what he will do. And your obedience will have an effect on, uh, on others, um, um, you know, because that's important. Look what it says in verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. Wow. You know? So what you do will have effect on other people. There's people watching how you live your life. There's people looking to see, okay, so you went to spring break and you had a fantastic time. Let me see how you're going to be on Monday morning. Are you going to have the same joy as you had in New Orleans next week? Amen? Because that's important that there's a consistency in the way that we live. Because whatever it is that we do for Jesus, whatever step of faith is going to have an effect on other people. Amen? And that's important for us to remember. So as we step out in faith this week, we could change College Station. Do you believe that? I believe you could. Amen? I'm leaving tomorrow, so but you could. But, but it's important for us. It's important for us to do that. I remember a time, you know, a few years ago, we were in Siberia. We were in an old um, 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 Soviet cinema where they would indoctrinate the people in, in Siberia. And, um, and so we're doing a conference there. And I mean, it felt like every demon in hell was sitting on the roof having a party. It was like so hard to get the word preached and different things. And then my, this young girl who was my translator, suddenly she said, I think I've got a word from God. I said, oh, that's great. So give the word that you have. And she gave this prophecy. And then she stepped back with a big smile on her face. And she said, okay, carry on. I said, well, I can't carry on. Because you said you've got the word of the Lord. And now I need to know if you're a false prophet or not. Who, who can respond to that word? Because that's important. Who can respond to it? And then people all over the room started to respond to it. The place just broke open. And then in that place that day, there was this lady from Mongolia. Her name's Lachva. 
And she was an evangelist. She was a retired teacher and she was in her late 60s, but she was a fiery evangelist in Mongolia. And, um, and so um, as she came forward, I had a handkerchief in my pocket and I just doing what God told me to do. So according to what it says in Acts 19, verse, uh, verse 12, it says handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from the body of Paul and laid on the sick and um, they'll recover and they'll be, demons will flee and all the rest of it. So I gave her my handkerchief. I said, you take this handkerchief and, um, and it, there's someone in a village somewhere that you go to is very, very sick. And if you lay this handkerchief on them, they're gonna be healed. Just believe God. Six years later, we're back in Mongolia and we're just answering questions about deliverance and all that stuff. And I just said, well, I can't come to all your villages today, but um, if, you, if you give me a, an apron or a handkerchief or a scarf, I'll pray over it. You go to your villages and lay them and people will get delivered and set free. Amen. You just got to believe Jesus, you see. And then in the midst of all this, people were, I was, we were laying hands on scarves and people were falling out in the Holy Ghost. All sorts of things was happening. And then all of a sudden, Lakfa's there and she's got her handbag. Typical lady, you know, she's got everything in the handbag. So she's coming forward like this, looking for something. And then all of a sudden, she pulls out this plastic bag, clear, clear plastic bag. And I looked at it. She said, I said, that's my handkerchief. What's she doing with it? And she said, you gave this to me six years ago. And you told me to go to a village and you would, I would find someone sick. There was a man in one of our villages, village and, uh, villages and all these organs on the inside were breaking up and he was dying. And they told them in the little hospital to just go home and put things right because he will soon be dead. So I went in and I laid the handkerchief on, on him like he said and prayed a prayer of faith and he was healed. Now, I'm only hearing the story six years later, but Lakfa, she tells me the rest of the story. She said, everybody started to hear about the handkerchief miracle, and they would come to me and say, could we get the handkerchief? Because my dad's got a sore back, or this one's sick here, and if we could just lay the handkerchief, and people were getting healed. She was, in the end, in the end, she was called the lady with the hanky. And she's still, she's still called that today. You see, what you do in faith is you believe God will have an effect on the people around you. And you'll be amazed at what God will do if you give God the opportunity to work in your heart. You're a born leader. And what you do is going to affect many, many people. If you give God the opportunity to work in your heart and work in your life, you're going to be absolutely amazed. That's why I'm calling you out tonight. It's time to not mess around. It's time to stand up for Jesus and see Jesus do something amazing in your life. You're about to change, and Jesus is about to change your life because you're going to affect this world in a mighty and powerful way. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, you don't matter anymore. I've just preached myself happy, okay? So that's all that matters. Nevertheless, at your word, we're going to step out and we're going to do something and do something that's going to bring change. Say that word with me. Change. Oh, he loves that word. So the Lord does. Anyway. And then 
Their boats are sinking. They're so blessed that they're sinking. I want to say this to you because you're all mostly young and you're going to be very successful in life. Crab, this is a prophecy for your life, if you like. You're going to be very successful in, in your life and success is going to come in all kinds of directions and it's going to try and sink you. Your success will try and sink you and that, that's the point that you sink to your knees, that you give it all to Jesus. And that's what Peter did that night. He just sank to his knees. He says, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. And Jesus calls him out in the midst of it. And he said, from now on, you're going to catch men. So don't let your success overwhelm you. Keep Jesus at the heart of everything that he wants you to do in these days. And you'll be amazed at how he'll change your life. Amen? Just keep him at the center of it. I love what it says here in the Bible. Simon Peter saw it, verse 8. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Lordship had been established in the light of the miracle. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so, so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook everything and followed him. Deep water experiences. And as you continue to follow Jesus, when you begin to see the miracles happening, let me tell you, it's a sign to you. I really believe in these days that we are living. It's a scripture in, in um, Isaiah 28 that speaks of the unusual happenings of God. It's been prophesied since the end of 2016 are the unusual happenings of God. When you begin to see unusual things happen, not only in your own life, but even in the lives of others or in your nation, whatever it might be, then just be praying because you can be assured that God's on the move and he's about to do something fresh in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just want to thank you for your grace. Lord, your grace is sufficient for us, and your power is made perfect in all our weaknesses today, Lord, in Jesus' name.